Welcome to the ITAD Talk Podcast with your host, Jeff Bittner. Our, our guest speaker today is uh, Bill Hanna, and he's the president of Hanna Oil and Gas and a partner in KMG Properties. Uh, went to the University of Arkansas, started with Hanna Oil and Gas in uh, 1983, transferred to Calgary, Alberta in 1987. He established uh, HOG in Canada, returned to Fort Smith in uh, 1992, and was named president of Hanna Oil and Gas in, in 2000, and still is uh, president. He serves on several nonprofit and association boards in addition to the First National Bank Corp and Arkansas Colleges of Health Education and the University of Arkansas, Fort Smith, Foundation Board of Directors. He's also active in the, uh, in the uh, community in several projects. Uh, he's married to Adrian Taylor, has three sons, two daughters-in-law, and two grandchildren. And so this is gonna be a really special show because uh, Bill has some really great historical stories about the founding of his company and mentorship and, and leadership. And uh, just to kind of let you know how I first met Bill, this I'm thinking this is back in um, 2013, 2014 area. And um, I had grown up in the oil business working for my dad when I was going through high school in Oklahoma. And later, I've you know, kind of been in electronics ever since I was 21. And I wanted to get back into the oil business a little bit. And so I started reading articles in the uh, Oil and Gas Journal. And I read this article about Bill and that uh, you know, he was a second generation owner. And it just had all these uh, great things to, to say about him. So I, I called him up. And you know, here he takes this call from Jeff Bittner at Exit Te Technologies, probably wondering why I'm calling him. And I just said, hey, I wanted to learn about the oil business again. And, and you seem like you're you know, really established and, and uh, you know, are really well-rounded in, in, in the oil and gas business. And, you know, just, just like to learn a little bit. So uh, you and I talked for, I don't know, maybe 20, 30 minutes on the phone. And, and I think this is on like a Monday or Tuesday. And you said, well, if you're ever in the area, stop by and see us. And so then when I hung up the phone, I'm thinking about this for a couple of days. And I'm like, by Thursday, I'm like, I call him back and I say, hey, can, can I come out there on Sunday? <laughs> He's like, uh, yeah, all right. So, um, so anyway, Bill picks me up at the airport on Sunday. Uh, we go have dinner. We talk. Uh, he puts me up at a hotel a few blocks from his uh, uh, from his corporate headquarters, and actually pays for my room. And the next day, takes me, you know, and shows me a bunch of their oil and gas wells, and uh, walked me around the office and showed me what each person does. And um, as we got to know each other a little bit better, then he takes me back in this. Uh, this room that's kind of back off and a little bit hidden, and it's got all their maps in there of their leases and their oil wells and the leases they're working on. And Bill is explaining this all um, to me about how it works and what they're working on. And all of a sudden he turns to me and he goes, you, you know Jeff? He goes, I don't bring people back here. And I thought, wow, I had garnered that much trust in a couple of days. And that just kind of is the type of person that Bill is and, uh, you know, I think we're just kind of both cut from that same cloth. So, Bill, I'd like to go ahead and, and welcome you to the show, and maybe uh, you could tell us a little bit about how your dad founded the uh, uh, business originally. Yeah, uh, well, thanks for, uh, number one, inviting me to do this. I'm, it's an honor to get to talk about my company. 
and uh, the way that you and I met, uh, you know, the fact that you recognized that that was not the normal <laughs> introduction you may get um, makes me understand uh, that it was the right thing to do. Uh, well, thank you. Some people kind of get those things and some people don't. Uh, but I had those things happen to me in my lifetime, and so that's why I, uh, that's probably why I did that. Um, anyway, uh, it was a pleasure to meet you, and it's a pleasure to do this. Yeah, so my dad, uh, Jim, Hannah, uh, grew up in Wichita Falls, Texas, uh, which is an interesting town because if, if anyone listening has ever been to Wichita Falls, Texas, there's a railroad track that pretty much bisects the town. And on one side of those tracks lives people that own businesses, ranches, bankers, lawyers, doctors. Um, and on the other side of the track are all the people that work for all the guys on the opposite side of the track. And my dad grew up pretty much on the track, but not on the, <laughs> not on the, uh, the business owner side. He, his, his folks worked for those people, and that's how he grew up. And he was the only, only child. And that was an observation I made. It wasn't really anything he ever said. But I just remember going to Wichita Falls and the back of their house backed up to the railroad and to watch that train come and hear the train, you know, in the summers was kind of cool. Uh, but uh, that was kind of a realization I came to. But he went to work. Uh, he got a chance to go to college. Uh, Jim was a hard worker. Um, he took advantage of it. He went to the University of North Texas in Denton, studied business. And in about 1953, uh, he moved back to Wichita Falls and got a job with Joseph Bridwell, who was a rancher um, in that area uh, around Wichita Falls. And anyone back in the 50s who was a large land cattle rancher um, probably also found themselves being in the oil and gas business because... If you own minerals, which many of the uh, surface owners also owned minerals back then, not the case now, um, there was oil discovered, and Bridwell was no different. He became an oilman, uh, and it far exceeded his uh, sort of expectations beyond what uh, the cattle ranch uh, uh, did for him. So he became a drilling contractor, and about 1957, uh, there was a large field discovered in Red Oak, Oklahoma, which isn't far from Fort Smith, where we now live. And uh, Bridwell sent Jim to uh, kind of see what's going on up in the uh, Red Oak field. Uh, Amico was the operator of that field. Uh, and BP uh, is the successor uh, to Amico. They bought Amico, uh, but they still own a large part of that. Uh, which kind of tells you something about the field. Uh, BP uh, notably uh, owns large uh, deposits of oil and natural gas. This one was that for sure, uh, but still has some uh, still has some value remaining. Anyway, so there's a lot of people that moved up here at that time to kind of see if there wasn't uh, an extension to the field. Um, or just what could be done. And, and so he came up and with uh, under, under um, the employment of Joseph Bridwell, 
worked for two years and then quit his job. So, and I always <laughs> thought it was interesting. At 27, my dad quit his job, had a mortgage and three mm. kids, wow. and that's not what you do with a mortgage and three kids. You don't quit your job; you continue to work. Right. <laughs> he was an entrepreneur, and so that's how we got here. Uh, for the next 10 years from 1960 through, and we moved here, he moved the family here in 61, which was the year I was born. I was born in Texas, but moved here that same year. Um, but that's what a lot of people did. Uh, and for the next 10 years, uh, he bought and sold oil and gas leases. And I think that was just a hand-to-mouth existence. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't get rich stuff. It was just kind of pay the bill stuff. Um, but that led to another event. Um, and Jeff, if you want me to keep going, I can. Yeah, yeah, please, definitely. <laughs> so in 1972, Jim had been buying and selling leases, and and Jim was very good at relationships and made some really good friends uh, friendships with other uh, others that were in oil and gas. Um, and he worked every angle he could to figure out how to make a living. I think he knew he wanted to work for himself and, and knew he wanted to be in the oil and gas business. Uh, so he made different deals with different people. Um, one notable uh, fellow from Wichita Falls named, uh, uh, oh, hang on, the name just flew out of my head. It'll come back in a minute. But this guy was a well-to-do uh, businessman oil and gas guy down Wichita Falls, he, he uh, Jim went to him and said, Steve Ghost was his name, uh, said, well, listen, I will buy every lease I can uh, if you come up here and drill some wells, and I'll buy them in your name, and I'll just charge you whatever I charge for a day rate and a little bit beyond the price of what I pay for the lease. And um, this this little anecdote is just, just kind of an interesting story about my dad. And so he made that deal with Steve and said, sure, get after it and bring me whatever you buy, and I'll pay you for it plus a little bit. And that was a, just this great green light for Jim because he didn't have any money. So he'd go out and buy these leases, and he'd charge it all to Steve Ghost. And Steve's office was inundated with these leases, <laughs> and he sent him hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of acres of leases. And that went on for two or three years, and I got to meet Steve Ghost a couple of years ago, and he was so great, uh, and he told me this great story. He said that Jim started sending so much stuff, uh, and he was very, um, Steve was very interested in, in spreading and buying leases, and but he sent him so much stuff, it just wore him out. And I remember he said, I called your dad, and I said, listen. I thank you for everything. Please stop. I mean, I've got, I've got, I can't believe how many leases I now have in the Arcoma Basin. And came up and he did drill wells. Uh, and Steve was a wildcatter. I mean, he, he drilled stuff that, you know, people, other people definitely would not have. But by doing that, you discover a lot of gas. And he did. Uh, but that was just kind of one little piece. And then Jim kind of continued to buy leases on his own. But he got to a point in 1972 where he was going to farm in on a company called J.M. Huber. And it was in a, on a location that uh, a lot of people had overlooked and not really paid much attention to. Because in the oil and gas business, if you're 
uh, if you're low, uh, your elevation is low, and the offsetting well has water in it, you would never drill it because it likely has water in it, and that's not a good thing in the world of oil and gas. But he uh, got a farm in from GM Huber, uh, went and found a partner, and he had, I think, about 30% of this well, wow. and he drilled the Lincoln, the Lincoln well. And the Lincoln well, uh, and I remember this thing so vividly, I was probably 11, 12 years old, and uh, my dad was going through a divorce, and he he was kind of a hard-living guy, hard-working guy. And I remember Dad coming to the house, and Mom, it was, you know, the divorce was fresh. She was wounded, and, you know, mm-hmm. here comes Jim down the driveway <laughs> knocking on our door. What's this son of a bitch want, you know? And, 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 and we go to the door, and he's outside, and he says, everyone come out here. And we stand in the driveway, and it was a cloudy day, and the flare off of the Lincoln well was lighting up the sky. Oh, my and the, gosh. And it was probably 15 miles away from where we were over in Arkansas. And you could see this flare, and he just was giddy. And he, you know, his all of his hard work in, in this one, you know, one afternoon, in his mind, paid off. So that that, fact, that so that is. one well changed his whole life and created the company, right? Yes. Yeah. So it was like the, that it was kind of like well and it became, yeah, it was it was so good. It was kind of like it opened flow for like 165 million cubic feet oh my today, which was the largest well at the time in Arkansas and still one of the better wells and still producing today and it's produced 1718 BCF of gas today. Wow. Yeah, I mean, you, you just think about that. It's kind of like 20 years to an overnight um, su- uh, <laughs> success, yeah. right? So, uh, yeah, and I've used that sort of uh, <laughs> phrasing uh, on business in general, you know. It can happen overnight. You just got to spend thirty years doing it. Yeah, I mean, like you know, and that's 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 the way I think of business, pretty pretty much in general. And kind of isn't that true? I mean, it just takes a lot of determination, a lot of grit, and I think you're constantly conquering fear. You know, especially when you're starting out. You know, and you got to make overhead and payroll, and you know, you you want to make sure you get paid for you know whatever your goods are and everything. I mean, it's stressful. Yeah. How many opportunities are there to stop? in that in that world right i mean you get to a point you think my god what i gotta i gotta pay for that again or whatever it may be or just the headaches that come along with starting up a business which you know about right and uh there's so many opportunities to to punt and uh i just love that guy to death and <laughs> yeah that, that was jim yeah, that that's that's a great story. I mean, I, I I picture that a lot with him coming knocking on your door. You open up the door, he stands aside, and you can see the flare from 15 miles off from from the well he just brought in. So, what yeah, what a great story about the founding of of your company. Um, We invite you to follow and subscribe to the ITAD Talk podcast. Find the latest episode at itadtalk.com and on all your favorite podcast apps. And don't forget, the best way to support ITAD content is to rate and like the show on iTunes, Google, Spotify, or anywhere you might listen.